Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Yeah, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on DraftKings, betting money on the Queens, know the L.A. team, know where the sparks play. And I want a true king, putting on for the scene, this cup with the women's sports podcast. Yeah, it's cup with the women's sports podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Women's Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Marshall, and alongside me today is Simone Abbott from Athletes Unlimited. Simone, thank you so much for doing this. Of course, no problem. Uh, I think the best way to start this would be talking about Athletes Unlimited because, shockingly, a lot of people still don't know about the league, and I feel like people, obviously, obviously people do need to know about this league. I'm just curious, how was the play style for you versus overseas and college volleyball? Yeah, the main difference was the point system. That's what changed it the most. There was also the draft, um, which changed it, but I feel like the most influential difference was the point system because everything you do has a number attached to it and you can like lose points and gain points. Um, So that just, it changed the game because you're going out there, not only trying to win, but trying to, get like a lot of individual kills aces and trying not to make a lot of errors service errors whatever um so yeah that that was a huge difference between overseas and here i just think if you explain the idea to someone they're gonna be like well wouldn't they just be selfish the whole time yeah you could you could look at it a lot of different ways um but i feel like at the end of the day they added points like to the category and whoever won the game ended up being on the top of the leaderboard, no matter what you did, you might be like higher than your other teammates, but the people that won, even the people that didn't play on the winning team were higher than the highest scoring player on the losing team. So it, that takes a lot of pressure off because individual points are always offset by winning and team points. Um, so, yeah, the goal was to win. Everybody knew that. And so n- no one really was thinking really individual and, like, scheming and for points and stuff because it just – you can't win that way. 100%. I just – I think the whole idea with Athletes Unlimited is brilliant. Even though it's, like, really hard to understand when someone explains it to you the first time, you just have to watch it play out, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. It's Why like do you fan- think it's brilliant? Just because it's, it's like fantasy sports in real life. Mm. And then the draft's cool, like switching up teams. I just, I would have never thought of it. So that's why I think it's pretty cool. And then I think with softball, with with softball starting next Saturday, it's just great seeing like more sports being appreciated in America too. Cause like volleyball, there was no professional till this year. And Mm -hmm. then softball is very fragile. And then I'm very ignorant with lacrosse. So I'm not even going to say something that. Yeah, don't false so stay away from it (laughs) yeah of course um was the format weird for you at all in the beginning yes um I had to like (laughs) train myself mentally to forget things a lot quicker you know not count 
points in my head. Like you have to be mm-hmm. very in the moment, forgetting the past and not thinking about the future, like staying present, um, practicing ways to stay present. Like, cause it, it's, it puts a huge mental part of the game inside of it and makes it like maybe even more than half about mental and less than half about physical. Um, so yeah, I, it just took a lot of preparation for me to know cause serving already, you know, is tough for people just because it's the only like totally individual part of the sport and serving gives a lot of people like, you know, anxiety, stress, whatever. And then saying it's negative eight or 12, if you miss, you know, adds pressure. Um, but it's a kind of pressure that you can be bigger than and better than if you prepare the way, the right way. So it took a lot of preparation for sure. And then with the draft, having different teams, was there anyone that you wanted to play with that you didn't get the chance to? Hmm. Um, Besides Jordan Larson? I mean. She's like, oh, I didn't even want to play with Jordan. I, I mean, <laughs> the, issue, the issue was I'm an outside and Jordan and Betty were both outsides. And mm-hmm. so they're not going to pick an outside yeah, yeah. first. They're going to pick other players. And so by the time they got back around to picking an outside, I was probably already gone to someone that wasn't an outside that needed one. Mm-hmm. So, and they, they were captains so consistently that they got the chance to like build team culture, like throughout the weeks, like you, you knew you would be on Betty's Jordan or to whatever team. And so you came in and there was already this like attitude and like, it was easier to acclimate because they were used to being captains. Um, And so I, if anything, I wish I could have had that, like that environment of a captain that has been a captain and that knows how to run their team mm-hmm. and make everybody feel comfortable really quickly. Um, and it was Jordan and Betty. Um, but I think I just really wanted the feeling of like having someone that was like in charge and knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, it's also really cool. It's cool to play with them, but it's cooler to play against them sometimes like yeah, to, I, I get to that. beat them. Um, so I wasn't fiending to be on you know, Jordan or Betty or whoever's, whatever big time players team. Um, I wanted to beat their teams. I beat the crap but, out of Jordan Larson. What'd you say? I beat the crap out of Jordan Larson. That's what you should that, That's so cool to say. That, that'd be so cool to say. <laughs> that is. Um, and it'd be really cool to play with her, but I didn't, I didn't get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone. I mean, I, my really, really good friend at, at the league was Alex Holston, who's an opposite. Um, and we're super close, but I never got to play with her ever, like not once. Um, so I wish I could have played with her just because she makes it really easy for me to be myself and be comfortable. So, yeah, I would say I would say her. Yeah. I like that. I like that you wanted to beat the crap out of Jordan Larson, too. I like that answer. Yes, I don't think we did. Wait, <laughs> in the scrim- and there was a scrimmage in the beginning that didn't count for anything and my team beat her team, but I don't think we beat her in any of the... Hey, hey, that counts. Just in your head, just say it counts. It's in my head, but it doesn't... It's not on either of the boards. That game literally wasn't even recorded, which is sad, but... That's like the the college team that beat the dream team. It didn't count, but hey, it still happened. But it happened. I remember it. Now, the coolest thing with volleyball is like you... Like I said before, you have... It's not in America until this past year, so you had to go overseas and play... I'm very intrigued about culture shock and like just having to go overseas 
to play another sport and you don't know anyone over there. Mm-hmm. Like how, how is that for you? Um, yeah, that's, it's tough. Um, you get used to the feeling of the culture shock you, after like maybe the first or second year. Um, but definitely the first and second years I went was just difficult. You, there's just like growing and learning pains with the sport. You learn to make yourself more comfortable. You learn what, what things to buy, like, you know, a, a fire TV stick to put in the TV so that you don't have to watch like random channels in different languages. Um, you learn to keep chargers and plugs that are the country that match the country's outlets that you're going to like when you first get over there you don't know to bring or do anything so all those little things that make life easy you don't have um and that's before the culture part that's just being in a different place with your body charging your phone that's just charging your phone yeah like (laughs) and and that's just being in my room like you know just being feeling like i'm out like a fish out of water um and Culture shocks, I feel like I'm the kind of person who likes to, you know, make friends and, you know, be, you know, really involved and connect with people. And I realized that you really can't focus on that mm-hmm. overseas. Like you have to focus on the game and like, you know, winning. It's really not about being friends and kumbaya. That will happen if you take care of business and like win games. You you have fun doing that. So we'll make friendships. Mm-hmm. But I was I feel like I was trying to go into it with my first priority to, you know, make friends and be comfortable. Um, that would have been mine too. I can, I can. Yeah. It's, it's not crazy. Like it makes you, playing easier though. Exactly. But if you, you don't know them and it's really hard to bond when there's that language barrier. And I just felt like I was um, really trying at it. And that's stressful. Like that's exhausting to really try and like bond with people that are so, so different from you rather than just letting it naturally happen through the sport, which is the most, the biggest thing you have in common with them. Um, so yeah, a lot of, I just had to learn through trial and error, a lot of little things and it makes it easier for sure. I feel like it also adds that it's professional and they're grown adults. So exactly. like going into like a new team, the first thing you do is like, Oh, I'm going to find someone to make a friend with. That yeah. just makes the most sense. Like who cares yeah. about playing for the first 10 minutes of practice? I want to find a friend. Yeah, I just wanted to be comfortable, and I thought that making friends would be the best way to do that. Um, but it just it just added like unnecessary stress and worry. Like, oh, how did I come off? Are, are we friends? Are we not? Are we getting along? Is it like it just added this whole other factor I didn't need. So when you just simplify it and focus on the game, the connections come more naturally that way. Did um. Did people know you were like American? Like you walk around, say Italy, and they're like, oh, she's definitely American. It changes every country. Um, in Italy, there's actually like more black people there. So I didn't look so foreign. Mm-hmm. France, I looked foreign um, just because I don't, the city I was in maybe was like towards, you know, a part of the country where it was just more white. Um, Turkey, I definitely looked completely foreign because there's no no one with my skin tone <laughs> there at all. Um, in Puerto Rico, I looked like I lived there. No, every, people would speak Spanish to me and expect me to know, and I'd be like, oh, I, I'm American, and then they would realize. But um, yeah, that's the Puerto Rico was the place where no one could tell, which was actually really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, no who, one stared. Who had the best food? Was it Italy? Hmm. 
confused. Um, I mean, Italy, they have great food, but it was food I've already tried because America makes Italian food all the time. Like Turkish food, I'd never tried. And it was yeah, really you never really see like good. a Turkish place. Yeah. And I, it, because it was so new, I felt like it was really, really good and really cool. Um, so probably, I, yeah, Turkey had the best food. Anytime overseas where you're like, yeah, I'm not going to try that. Was it like anything that someone wanted you to try and you're like, nah. Yeah, for sure. So many times I'm sure. <laughs> Hard to remember. Um, probably in Turkey, man. There is some stuff. There is some weird stuff in Turkey. Um, just like consistencies of things and like they put yogurt on everything. Like I think it's like not flavored, obviously, but they'll just put it on everything. I don't like yogurt on a sandwich like i so that would be like their mayonnaise yeah it like added moisture i think they used it moisture. yeah i don't but i don't i did not like that never tried it i'm what's wait plain yogurt so it's yeah the white yogurt is what you're saying it's like white i guess it's maybe like not like sugary I really didn't try it. I mean, it, I would compare it to mayonnaise because it didn't taste like anything, but they don't have mayonnaise. So I guess that they just used yogurt. They would have mixed it in with like sauces or they would like mix it with ketchup and use it as like, yeah, it literally was mayonnaise, literally. <laughs> um, but I didn't like it. Were the play styles different in each country as well? Mm, yeah, the... The, the thing that was most different is the the temperament of the girls. So like in Italy, the girls are more aggressive, more, I think more confrontational, but in a, in a good way. Sense. Like they'll just say what they feel. They're not afraid to fight with someone verbally. And it's like not a big deal after it's over. Like you just have to get your feelings out that way and then it's done. Um, so there was just a lot more conflict in Italy, but it's just the way they communicate. It wasn't like a lot of conflict for them. Um, Turkey was more relaxed. The girls were, they chose to deal with things calmer and like maybe they wouldn't speak about it until the second or third time a mistake mm -hmm. was made. Um, so that was that difference. And then Puerto Rico, they would fight pretty much. Um, <laughs> they would just go at it and just and it's all equal and great it's just different ways of dealing with problems and conflict um so i just knew going into italy and puerto rico that uh there would just be a more verbal disagreements probably that's super intense yeah now another thing i think is super intense is you're one of four and all your brothers and sisters played a different sport and i just want to know how the hell did your parents attend all those sporting events i don't know i'm one of five actually or one um, of five i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah no problem um i don't know i mean my dad my dad and mom both worked when we were growing up so they'd make it to all of them um but and we all played a lot of sports so like i played like three sports anthony played like four sports chloe played like four sports like we all just did a bunch of stuff um my mom put us in everything just to, just to do it. And then if we hated it, we could stop. Mm -hmm. But that's probably in part why we all found one we loved because she put us in everything in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it was madness. They were running around. There was a huge calendar on the board that had all these like 
things we had to do on it. It was just a lot of conflicts. My mom was, I don't know how she is saying today because that was a lot. And we were all like right after another. So it wasn't like she had time between like it was she put herself under a lot of pressure, making sure we all like made it to our arrangements that we had. That's I, I have one brother and I know my parents still struggle with that. And we played essentially the same sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not having, I will have probably one kid and leave it at that. I don't want to repeat that. <laughs> uh, it was just really crazy. I remember it being so crazy. Just none of us, there's just so many of us that she couldn't really like focus a lot on just one. Like she had to like delegate her energy to like five different ways. Um, which is fine, but I just think I want to slow it down when I'm a parent and just have one kid. I'm just thinking about the post-game meals. That's a lot of mouths. I mean, usually we <laughs> just, they usually would just cook like a big thing of food, like a big pot of food on like Sunday and then just put it in the fridge and you just fix yourself it whenever you get back from whatever you did, because we all got back at different times. Um, so yeah, it would just be like a big pot of chili or spaghetti or those are, like, those are like the perfect meals for having all those mouths. Exactly. Like the <laughs> hub of like one thing. Yeah. There has to be a noodle in there. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Costco was, we are executive members at Costco. Executive members. Yeah. The highest gold member that you can be. Now, being a black woman and growing up playing a white dominated sport was there are any challenges you face or discrimination while playing volleyball? Um, I feel like when I was younger, I couldn't see mm-hmm. or detect discrimination. I, so it's hard to determine if I was treated that way, um, looking back. Um, but I just know that there are stereotypes in the sport that affect a coach's decision-making, maybe subconsciously. Um, so like they see me, they see that I'm black, they see that I can jump and they, you know, it's common to put players that look like me in the middle as a middle blocker. Um, sometimes it's an outside, sometimes it's the right side, but more common just to throw them in the middle. Um, you know, not train us in, you know, passing and serving, like just use, uh, me as a player for, you know, my jumping ability and my athleticism. Um, and kind of neglect, you know, the, the IQ I need to build and like the development. Yeah. Um, and I know that, I know that that's a thing that happens. Um, and I, that happened to me, I was put in the middle and I'm only six foot six one, uh, and the level that I wanted to play at in college, you know, that for my opinion, I would want to be a taller middle, like just to like six, four, six, five, six, three. Um, cause I was just shorter than a lot of the middles that were going big tent. Um, and we realized this like my junior year, sophomore year. Um, and we're like, we should move her to the outside. Like she's not, this is going to be only like six foot six one. She'd be better as an outside. And I remember it was just a fight to get to the outside because my club team was really good, but the coach like did not want me to play outside because he had two really good outsides and he needed a middle. And we were like, she needs to play outside. So it was just this clashing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved my club so much. So it made me really sad to have to leave, but we had to leave to find a coach that would train me as an outside. Um, So we did. 
and I got trained as an outside and I'm an outside now. Um, but who knows, you know, how earlier of a bloomer I could have been if someone would have trained me in passing. I still struggle passing today. Mm-hmm. Um, it just would have made it a lot easier on my career if I had a coach that trained me as a well-rounded player um, rather than just as a middle who can jump and be athletic. Um, so if I had to say it affected me in any way, it'd probably be that way, like just position training wise and stuff. I feel like that happens a lot, not just like a person of color, just like someone who's like the freak of nature growing up, like say the, the taller one, they're like, oh, we'll just put them here and we'll leave them there. Yeah. Until and, like they don't perform at all anymore because we never de- helped them develop. Yeah. And like, just not, like, I think it's getting a lot better today. I think coaches are being really mindful and they're like, I don't care what you look like. You're yeah. going to learn how to do everything like period. Um, and I think maybe, and some players are actually on the, you know, they, they hurt themselves because they're like, why do I need to learn passing in the middle? Or why do I need to learn, you know, passing? I'm an opposite. And they're like, you know, don't want to be in the drills that, you know, require you to pass. And I remember players literally being like, why am I doing this um, growing up? But I think that all sides need to realize, you know, over if the issue, the issue is that in, in American volleyball, you can sub people out. That's the problem. And people can get away with not learning everything. Yeah. But overseas, you have there's like three subs that you can have for, I don't know. And you have to learn everything in order to play, period. And if that was the system everywhere, I think that people wouldn't be able to get away with like sectional training on like different stuff. That's the problem, I think. It's like it's coaches and like having the drive to want to learn as well. Yeah, like you have to want to do it even though that's not like your main job. Yeah. And I feel like co- our, like co- people our age that are become, going to become teachers and coaches, I feel like we're going to like, ch- I can't even think of a word right now, but like just change yeah. everything. Yeah. There's so many like old head mentality coaching that is still stuck today. Like old head football, like yeah. oh, they're not going to get any water. What is, how does that make any sense? How does that help? Like there's, there, yeah, there's so much <laughs> stuff like that that is so annoying. Like, like if you, it's a water break and you can only, you know, get three water. Second, water three seconds. And it's like, if you're thirsty during a drill, go get water. That doesn't make any sense at all to me. Like making it more about like logically what will help players and not about like, you know, emotionally, like it's just too much. It's, it's too much. And plus like the higher level you get and the better all these girls get and guys, whatever sport, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the difference between people gets a lot smaller and if you are an amazing player, but her serve is a little bit better than yours, she will play. And like, you weren't training your serve really hard when you were growing up because you were focused on jumping high, hitting hard, whatever. Like, and you didn't it, get enough water. And you didn't get enough water. <laughs> like, will hurt you in the end. So for sure, we're going to do it better if we ever coach. That old head boot camp mentality is just hilarious to me yeah i know i mean i guess it's good maybe for discipline like i get that but it still doesn't make any sense i think if they're training it okay like for literally discipline but once and it doesn't make sense but i feel like <laughs> it doesn't. It to train like an, another part of your mind but like once you get to a point where like we're adults we're we're set in our ways yeah 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 about the volleyball and not about anything else like having that mentality with a pro team, like that's not going to work. 
people just won't do what you say. Like if no, you start they won't acting like you. that, yeah, we'll just use, we'll just argue back and forth, and you probably won't win because what you're saying doesn't make sense. Speaking of arguing, we can argue about this. Is Northwestern a Chicago school? I mean, what do you mean? Like, mm, you know what I mean. <laughs> it, the, it's called Chicago's Big Ten school. So that's the official. That, they get away with it because there's no other Big Ten school in the Chicagoland area, but it is not exactly. a Chicago school. If there was a Big Ten school that was in Chicago, they would have to give up that name. Exactly. Because it's, exactly, it's but, Evanston. But there's not. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's cool. And we went to Chicago all the time. Like we were in Chicago almost every weekend. Um, and yeah, we're not like like Loyola, like inside Chicago or anything, but we're 30 minutes out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's one of those like, close enough things there there is a campus in the loop so i'll give you that there is there i forgot about that there definitely is my it's friend goes to school there is um so i read that you're a big city gal though do you love the city i or would you just put that just to put that no i it's because <laughs> my mind changes all the time i have seen myself as a city person in the past um and like this year mm-hmm. uh but I do, this past summer, I did find Chicago to be very, um, the goat the, summer city. It's, it's a fire summer city, but I sometimes feel like it's better to visit rather than to like live permanently just because I felt, uh, you can just feel really cramped and like, you know, I like to go outside and like lay out, um, like we're outside my apartment and there's, you know, not a place to do that when you live like in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it, but I also feel like I need a balance of like, you know, wider open, like in a Texas or like a place where like everything's more spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love Chicago. It is my, my baby. What's, what's the most overrated thing about Chicago? There's so many overrated things about Chicago. Number uh, one's the bean. The bean. Yeah, that's just the bean. I mean, it's good to see, but it's. It's good to drive exactly. past, in my opinion. I literally driving tours should be normalized because some of the stuff that people are walking to see, you know, I just, maybe it's cause I just lived around it for so long. Um, the, I feel like the club scene is a bit overrated. Oh, like, yes. I, I feel yes. like the, the temperament of the people that go out is very like, we're only going to talk to the people that we came with and the people that like, we know that are going to be there. Just and clicks, I think clicks in general, you don't like, Yeah, and there's not a lot of like, just everybody just interacting because we're all in the same place at the same time, which is crazy. And like, who, how are you not going to talk to anyone? You know what I mean? So I went to, too loud. no, you could literally interact <laughs> with anything that you want. And you only talk to like your friends, like that's fine, but it just makes the city even though everybody's like in their pack like sardines, it you can still feel like really lonely because you only talk to like one, two, three people. Or if, if it's an odd group, then you're just a one person just standing by yourself. Yeah, you're just over there. Just like if you go out in other cities, you'll see that people are just so much more friendly, like and like happy just to be there. They don't care who's around. Like so when you say club scene, do you mean the actual clubs or do you mean like bars included? Just or the like the nightlife you're saying. Some bars, some bars maybe can be better because like, I don't know, people who run it are really friendly. Like 
but or maybe it's like a restaurant everybody knows people in that restaurant whatever but i feel like clubs like like joy prism all of those yeah i feel like it's just i feel like no one talks to each other i feel like it's just like little packs it's well, weird. I avoid those because I have to pay a twenty dollar cover, and I'm not. That's the other that. thing. Like you have to pay to get everywhere. That's not normal everywhere. Who's getting free? Why are you complaining? We sometimes have to pay. It's not always like that. We. Just, I'm just paying, tell me you're an athlete. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> you <Okay>. said no. <laughs> I paid twenty dollars. What was the club? Hubbard Inn. I paid twenty bucks. You paid twenty dollars to Hubbard Inn. Yes, and then it was an extra ten to get like on the upper whatever. That's what but, Joy does too. Yeah. And they have like different music playing. Like the music that's terrible is on the bottom floor to pay to get to the top. That's so lame. That's like, that's so overrated. And then once you get there, it's not even that fun. Like that's probably the worst part about Chicago is the cover is to just exist inside of a bar. I don't like that. There's a quote unquote big DJ in Chicago. His name's DJ Protege. And I, he was at Joy one time. I hate his guts. He's the oh. worst DJ in the city. He That's played awful. Old Town Road, Mo Bamba, Sicko Mode, twice in one hour at Joy. I paid $20 to listen to some white songs I could have went to a high school suburban party and heard. <laughs> Old Town Road is fire. No, Mo but... Bamba hits in, at the club. But I don't need to hear it twice in oh, an hour. Remix it or like mix it with something else. Like, Don't just play the song throughout and then play it again. Like, there's so many. There are, there are so many songs like created period like there's literally mil- i'm gonna research it i'm pretty sure there's like a billion the fact that anyone would play the same song twice in the same day honestly. i didn't know i was driving around with some kid that just got his license what do you mean those songs they sound like like a 16 year old suburban kid that just got his license oh dude no give me off he's got this fire song <laughs> yeah it's not i don't know i feel like they're trying to like uh appease crowds or whatever but like yeah, people uh, pander to the audience i hate that. the audience I but like when that. you try to play stuff for everybody you end up playing it for no one because like no one likes what everyone hears all the time so like just try your luck at playing what you like and people will probably like it this might just be me because i like really hype music but no one plays waka like you can play one waka song and the roof might fall off you're exactly right i have not heard walk walk you can play grove street party no one's gonna complain i have not heard that one either i mean you have to go that's what i'm saying other cities turn up god you can play that other cities have better music like more like niche music that like people really like that other people don't really like i don't know chicago since there's so many people i feel like they just do all the like cookie cutter stuff and not like you go to like atlanta or like Dallas, Houston, like they I'm will. I'm going to play. Atlanta. I'm going to the strip club just to pick up wings. Yeah, you can do both. They have great food, I'm sure. <laughs> now I'm glad you brought up the pandering to the audience because my parents live in Florida, and I just got back from visiting them, and we went to three bars, and I heard the same songs at every bar I went to, and it was all live music. I mm. heard the same. I heard Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Um, I can't think of the other white songs that play. <laughs> I just hearing Sweet Caroline makes me want to just like never come back to whoever played that song. That's Mr. Brightside for me. I, I hate yeah, it. What about the remix? The remix is actually really good. I there's no way I would ever hear the remix because I run I run from that song. It was played all throughout college. <laughs> it, 
it gives me literally PTSD to hear it. There is any any bar in like Lakeview that you go to, I feel like it, I can't go to bars in Lakeview, but Wrigleyville, even that, because they'll just play Mr. Brightside like songs and I can't do it. I can't. Mr. Brightside is overplayed. I'll yeah. give you that. Especially the problem with that song is once the first verse is done, they're like, hey, let's run that back. Yeah. And like the way that everyone loses it, like if everyone just let it play, it's a good song. Would hate it so just much. not worth losing your losing yourself. It's the in. reactions for me. I can't stand the way people get when that song comes out. And then it's then it's oh my god, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. On their snap. I can't get behind that. I can't either. But what's your favorite place to get food in Chicago then? I know you like Asian food. Love Asian food. Um, you know what? This is recent, but Hub 51. Where's that at? Do you know Sub 51? You know Barrio? It's like literally downtown, like on this corner. Barrio's right there. Um, And then like across the street is like Sub 51, which is a bar. I like like I know what Sub 51 is, but I don't at the same time. Hub 51 is literally the restaurant, the day part. Like, and it's so good. Like their food is amazing. Their brunch, their dinner. It's incredible. Yes, yes. They have a pancake sandwich. That a is pancake sandwich. A pancake sandwich. Top three best meals I've ever had in my life. Top three. Top what about, three. What about batter and berries? I've never heard of that. Everyone goes there. It's in, it's on. Berries. It's on Lincoln, in uh, Lincoln Park. I've never heard of that. Oh, well. Pen out. I don't even have that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're Bloody Mary gal? I am. I am. I, I don't like tomatoes, so I do not like Bloody Marys, but I just love the thing about Bloody Marys is how they just stack random crap on top of it. Yes. Like, oh, there's a full burger, some fries, maybe a steak on top of the burger. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, a carrot. Yes, an entire carrot. It's so cool. And like, I wouldn't expect you to like it. No one likes them. I, I take crap all the time. I don't care anymore. But I'm not going to give you crap because you get a full meal with it. You get a full meal. And then the drink, you literally cannot taste any ounce of alcohol inside of it. It covers it better than any other chaser or whatever that I've ever tried. Like, because it's so strong and like unique, you're only thinking about the, the tomato we taste you're tasting. You don't taste the alcohol. That's why they're dangerous. Um, and also why they can kind of like ease you out of a hangover and back into drinking if you're trying to like continue it over a couple of days. Miss Abbott, a big drunk gal. Got it. Got it. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> what was the most obnoxious item you've seen out of Bloody Mary? <laughs> um, what's that place? There's this place. Ugh. There's this place in Chicago where it's like a Bloody Mary bar and you can like stack your own stuff. I think I've heard of this. Yeah, I I don't I can't remember the place, but people are just it's a buffet and so you can just get really ridiculous and like put these all these things on like this chopstick and stick it all inside of it. I was that person. Um but some of the people were going really insane and just you couldn't even see the drink cuz I put could you, so Could you put like medium rare only steak on it? I've seen, I have not seen a steak. I've seen a croissant breakfast sandwich, like with a croissant, sausage, egg. I've seen that like stuck on a 
steak and then put on a drink. It should just come with fries with it. Like they put the glass on a plate with fries around it. Like you're already getting a meal. Yeah, exactly. They don't do it everywhere, but I love it when they do. So are you still struggling with shotgunning beers though? How did you know that? (laughs) I feel like I don't tell her. I don't like, I don't like beer. Um, That's why. Well, I saw it was a white claw, but same thing. I tried to do it with a white claw. Um, But because I don't like beer, I never did it in college where everybody like figured it out. Um, How did you know that? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't, (laughs) I don't like talking about it. Um, But yeah, I think. And my friend tried to like tell me how to do it, but she, it was over the phone and like she <laughs> things that I needed to do. Um, so it didn't work, but I know, I know like make the hole on the same side that it pours out of. Do you want me to just go do it for you right now? In your house? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, this, is, this is just great content. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. All right. So in honor of you being on here, I grabbed a Bud Light seltzer. So that's so kind of you. That's amazing. Let's not get this on my laptop. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing it inside. I I see it just going everywhere sometimes. See, not even a mess. Not even the slightest mess. First of all, this is probably the funniest thing I've ever done on an interview. But how did you just make that hole without it exploding? Yeah, tool. So you lean it, you lean it this way. You lean Tor- it, you lean like the, the, the tab towards the ground and then you just pop it. Got it. Got it. All right. One, two. It's done? Yep. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. It's tough. That's why no one does it with seltzers because it's so much gas. Excuse me. Sorry, mom. I didn't burp. I didn't burp on the mic. (laughs) That was great. That was the best thing I've ever done on interview. Oh, great. (laughs) Now let's get into something that you really love. It's near and dear to your heart. Astrology. Here we go. All right. Are we ready? I'm a Sagittarius. Say whatever you want. That's so not surprising. You just (laughs) shot on the white claw on an interview. (laughs) That's not surprising at all. Um, yeah, Sagittarius's are my one of my favorite signs. Um, my favorites are Sagittarius, Taurus. Sorry, this is just funny to me. Oh, astrology? Yeah. Yeah. People think it's like completely crazy, and it could be, but for it me, isn't it? Isn't there's too much is- stuff that makes sense for me to like. Disqual- discredit all of it like too much stuff like matches up like how how is it possible that you're a sad and you just did that and that makes sense like you didn't say like i'm a virgo like you said i'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> so i i've like read my description so many times i don't like know anything else about astrology besides like myself like i have a, a sagittarius candle not because i'm sagittarius because it smells so damn good and it just happens <laughs> to be my sign it smells amazing um <laughs> Someone told me that I'm the wrong sign and they're like, I forgot what they told me I should be. And I'm like, you're effing wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm a spitting image of what I should be. When's your actual birthday? December 10th, 
1996, uh, roughly around eight o'clock. Okay, well, I knew I'm you knew that. Not, I'm glad you know the birthday. Roughly doesn't help me. <laughs> All right, 746. If you just make it up, it doesn't help me either. I literally asked people, like, what's your birth time? And my friend Derek said literally, like, between 12 and 3. And I was like, that's call my so- mom? You could. You could. All right, let's call her. This is turning into one of my favorite interviews ever. <laughs> I don't think she'll know off rip. She'll have to look at your birth certificate. She'll give me like a your rough. Call has been forwarded to an automated that wasn't ignore. <laughs> <laughs> She's at work. I'm not calling my dad. He won't know. But yeah, you're a Sag for sure. You guys just like to have fun. You don't really think a lot. You um just like to travel be free spirits like keep it light don't get too serious and just vibe like you're the life of the party it's a great time it's really really cool life of the party until you don't want to be the life of the party Mm, and then it's like what's wrong and then it's like please shut up Mm -hmm. yeah very like no nonsense like and also very real like my my best friend Sagittarius my absolute best friend and she it just keeps it very like no BS. It's no BS. Like you can't fake I sniff it. out BS. Kelsey can do the same record. And it keeps it keeps the whole friendship and like all your other friendships real. Like she just spreads it and just keeps it all very like just nothing phony or flaky at all. It's perfect. Spread, spread the peace. Yes. S- spread love the Brooklyn way. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> I literally, I texted one of my friends that knows about astrology. Like, I'll just say like a, a date and be like, oh, they're a Capricorn. And I'd be like, how did you know that off the dome? I mean, that's and, easy. You just, you just know. Like, it's like, it's like basically by oh, the Oh yeah, month. I would know. It's by the month. It's super easy once you get it. Birth oh, times are harder, but. Oh my just, God, it's, it's Libra season's coming up. It is. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> It is. <laughs> You're going to tweet it out. Libra sees. I do. For Libra season, I do because I'm a Libra. So it's fire. No, I had to do my research. I texted <laughs> my friend who knows about it. I'm like, hey, what's, what's a stupid stereotype about Libras? And then she's just like, they're really nice and honest. And then she was like, they kind of have a little temper. And I'm like, oh, so I should ask my guest, hey, how's your temper? Yeah, I mean, that's how you learn. You literally just ask, you (laughs) listen or like learn about your sign and then ask people like about it. And then if they agree, that's just as more fuel to like that it's facts and that it's real and then it it exists. So far, it helps you understand people. It helps you understand other humans. Like if you don't like somebody and you learn about their sign, you it's less, it makes it less personal because you're like, oh, she's just, She's just a, a Leo. Like, I don't really vibe. With I don't you. like that. It becomes less about like them, like not a personal attack and more just about, I just don't really vibe with what like your signs temperament is about. It, it, it honestly is. The, the, I, I get that, but I don't like when people go out of their way to like, oh my God, I don't talk to, to terraces. Terraces. <laughs> Tauruses. I don't talk to Tauruses. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a bit much. I feel like you need to just use it as a basic guideline, like, not a basic guideline, but like, just knowing in the back of your head, okay, I'm not really, I don't get along with most Leos, but still, if you meet somebody that's a Leo. <laughs> I don't know who I don't get along with, which is the thing. 
I can tell you. What Who do I not get along with? Sagittarius is typically don't get along with cancers. My um, brother. Really? <laughs> do you get along? No. Or we're better now. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, no. Like there's just some there's like some core values that you both have that just clash. It's not personal. It's just you think this way, I think that way. I just don't get along with people who are very black and white. Mm, what do you mean? Like, I'm like Sag, super gray. Like, you're only going to be black and white if it's BS. Like, taking a, like a, a like yes. Their opinion, like, opinion on something. Like, so we'll just use my brother as an example. So me and him got into an argument one time, and I'll never forget this. This is like two years ago. And I was going to, I was talking about how paper money is going to be obsolete and not exist in say 50 years he goes what about kids man what about birthdays like well they're they're not what are they gonna get for birthday presents they're not gonna give money like they're not gonna give paper money to kids and i'm like are you, you think the government's gonna give a flying f about kids like <laughs> not a good what do you think half of our money is in this country electronic he's like nope what about kids <laughs> and he's serious and he's so serious so yeah. dead serious that they're going to think about the kids. I think it's a serious piece. Like you guys are not very like super serious people. I mean, you can be when you want to, but I feel like naturally it's just a joke. <laughs> also like Sagittarius is uh, to keep it because they don't want to be serious. If they ever have like, you know, trauma or something like they're just going to like, well, make a joke or like, that's okay. And like, just leave it alone. Like literally I'll talk to you. <laughs> that's probably exactly what you do. I feel like you're getting read like a book right now. I'm thinking of shit that I do. Like just like probably serious issues that you should probably get checked out. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of like women treating me like crap and like wasting my time. And then me just going, you know, it's their loss. loss." (laughs) Anyway, like just having that mindset, like it's fine. It's a positive mindset though. It's not like like I'm sitting here going, uh, (laughs) I'm a loser. No, I'm like right. hyping exactly. myself up and while having a positive mindset. Like, oh my God, what an idiot. Exactly. That's what keeps that's why you guys are so mentally strong because you have this ability to literally be like, oh well, and then move on. <laughs> now, I have a friend that it's like dealing with stuff, and she always comes to me for help. And I'm just like, how come she can't get it? And now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but like everyone has to go through some of the things that like to be able to become that mentally strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think that some like innate parts of you guys like just equip you better. And then once you go through things, it just gets like even stronger. Like- Oh my yeah, friend, I feel that hundred percent. Yeah, my friend Kelsey, who is a sad- getting hyped up on an interview, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> she, Cause I always think about everything, both sides. Like I want it to be fair, rational. Very great. Yeah, I like, because everything is gray. Nothing is black and white. There's never like, you know, 100% this, 100% that. That's what's wrong with the country, about black and white. Exactly. And sometimes I'll like, I'll look at both sides so much that I might like implicate myself being at fault for something that like really probably is not my fault at all. Like just because I can see how you would think that, like I might think, but really if in Kelsey's opinion, no, you're not wrong. Like they're wrong. Like you, like she'll, he'll, she'll tell me <laughs> Nothing is ever your fault. You know, it's... it's <laughs> Wait, because she's got your back. She has my back, but she also truly thinks, like, 
She just like, Simone, you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She'll tell me that. I need a friend like that. Jeez. What's her number? <laughs> her number. <laughs> Kelsey Payne is her name. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so I feel like sometimes I overthink, but then again, I feel like I'm not because I look at every single side of anything because I'm like, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? And then I'm like, well, they look stupid. So if I think I've evaluated the whole situation correctly, they're the ones being rude. And then I say something and then I feel bad. And then they say something that makes sense. And I'm like, oh, I guess I just overthought it and I look stupid. Yeah, but I feel like you don't even, you don't overthink compared to the way other signs can overthink. I feel like you're very like. Well, because then they have anxiety and I don't think I have anxiety. Exactly. You guys <laughs> don't have it. <laughs> you can't have it. Because I, you just get, I get overwhelmed. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But you're never, I feel like y'all are never just like in a trance <clears throat> your own thoughts for hours. Like you're very like, what are we doing next? Like what, what's next? Let's you can describe me as a squirrel. That would be pretty great. Yeah. Kelsey <laughs> would literally be like, I don't want to think about that anymore and just switch something else. And I'm like, people really can't do that. Oh so. my God. Wow. This is bringing back so much stuff. Because so growing up, um, I did go through depression. So um, when I went and saw someone, my parents would be like, yeah, Colby used to like, we'd yell at him and stuff and he'd be really sad. And then he just, you just snap out of it like it didn't even happen. And he doesn't do that anymore. And it's kind of weird. Mm, <laughs> Not yeah. thinking of that. That's yes. so wild. Because I Good still do that. that. Yeah. Like, th this is going to be hilarious. So I would get, like, yelled at by my parents growing up. And by growing up, I mean, I'm, like, 16. And my dad would be like, get your ass in your room for doing something. And then I'd be, like, kind of upset. And I shout out and go, can I get a hug before I go? And just make a joke. He's, out of he's red. So keep in mind, he's red. Can yeah. I get a hug? <laughs> you can't be mad at the Sags either because they literally just keep it like, they'll make it a joke and they'll make it funny. Like, and my dad, my dad will be like, when, he, when we and him talk about this story to people, he'd be like, and how are you not going to give him a hug? Like, I'm his father. <laughs> like, I'm red in the face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a straight face. <laughs> My dad is a Capricorn. My mom is a oh October 7th. What is that? He's a Libra. He's a Libra. Oh, God. You guys are the same. A Capricorn and a Libra. I've been wondering if I'm compatible with Capricorns. Apparently, I am because they're married and happy. Yeah. Great. Very. Go find yourself some corn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. All right. If I knew more, this conversation would probably be like everything to you. <laughs> it's actually funner when you don't because it's just good to educate people. Like it makes <laughs> if we both know everything, then there's no fun in that. I get that. So find someone less intelligent than you are. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Um before we end this medium rare only recently i've been ordering medium rare and they'll bring it out like super rare so i don't know if they changed the rules um change time out change the rule uh, a little less pink on that rare i don't know like i'll ask and it's literally rare and i'm like medium rare has always been like a warm red center not like you know what it is 
it's um they do it i feel like it's like a precaution so like they don't get mad actually no that's wrong i'm thinking it's of in like, the other direction other way. it's the other way yeah if it's, like, if it's wrong like oh we'll put it back in <coughs> bless uh, you thank you <laughs> yeah i think the last time i ordered this really expensive steak through tordash that's probably the way it didn't go well um but they sent it to well, me because it sat there and it kept heating Maybe, but it was super like gummy. Like it didn't even feel like meat. It felt like I was chewing on a like rare piece of steak. And I was like, okay, I guess medium. And then they sent me one that was exactly what I like. So I think maybe it's medium now. I don't know. What's your go-to DoorDash order? Mm, First of all, you ordered steak on DoorDash? That's wild. That's bougie as hell. That is so bougie. Like I'm not even I'm not even getting dressed. On Sundays, I like to just binge my favorite trash TV and order DoorDash. That's what I do like every Sunday. And I'd order DoorDash from wherever I want to order it from. It changes based on the place I'm in. Uh, but do you know Olga's? Olga's? No. Probably not. Yeah, it changes based on the place I'm in. But we're, if, if I'm in Michigan, Texas, whatever, like there's a fireplace in every one of those places and I'll get like the most fire thing. It's so good. Cheesecake Factory. Amazing DoorDash. Okay, this podcast is going to go on another half hour. Excuse me, Cheesecake Factory? You're out of your mind. If you're only getting dessert, fine. The food is horrible. People don't agree with you. Like, Yes, they do. No one agrees with you. Time out. Time out. That menu. Let me get my notebook out. That menu is literally... Oh, we're not even through the Italian page yet. Where, what is the issue with more choices? You can't have Asian, Italian, American in the same menu. That's, what, that's what's ludicrous. Wrong if it, it's why ludicrous. is that wrong? Why because is that it's, wrong? it's like average. It's average food and it's overrated. It's not average. It drives me nuts. If, I you, hate... to, if you go to any Cheesecake Factory, they'll probably be booked up for the rest of the night with that. And they can't have you come in. What does that mean? That people like it, that it's a fire rest? It's simple. People like franchises and they're like, oh, it's a simple order. I know what I can get here. And they're like, I'm not going to take a chance at going to. Burger King is a franchise and no one likes that. That's Burger King. They screwed themselves by not giving us real chicken nuggets. The Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Ask like a hundred people. I promise you. You know what? Actually, I take that back because a lot of people agree with my take, but just because, okay. Just because you have an opinion that no one agrees with does not mean that your opinion is not valid. So no, I'm saying people agree with this opinion. People agree with my side. People agree with oh, me, yeah, I but, know. I know. but it doesn't, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> your opinion can be whatever you want. It can be unique. No one has to even agree with it. That doesn't make it any less special. You're she's fine. Like, she's like, F your opinion, so I'm going to word it the most professional way I possibly <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. I actually said that your opinion is valuable. It's yeah, a great you're like, I'm not continuing this conversation, but you're valid, though. You're valid. You're very valid. You are so valid. Whatever, however valid you think you are, that is how valid you are. Because we all can't think the same. Like, we'll just all be lame and this human robot. Like, we need people like you that are on planet Pluto. <laughs> That don't agree. Well, maybe you'll agree with this. This is my biggest pet peeve when people go on vacation. Say they go to Florida and they go to the Outback. Wait a minute. Someone just said, Did you call? Did I call the wrong person? 
No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, did I not call my mom? Oh God. Like, like say you're in Florida. What are you going to try? Seafood because it's Florida. Right. Let's not go to the Outback where you're not you're getting saying, anything fresh. You're saying that because. Like they're going to a franchise that they could go to at home. So you'd rather them go to like a Florida restaurant. Like something that's not something you have at home. Like something in say Chicago or Detroit. Sure. The Burbs. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they need to. But that's on them. If they don't expand their horizons and they go to a Panda Express in California, then I mean, that's on them. And they'll probably enjoy it. So let them let them go. Let them see what they're going to do. Let them suffer. I love it. You're like, let people do whatever they want. Leave them alone. <laughs> whatever they want to do is what they're going to do. See, I have really strong opinions. So I have to, I have certain pet peeves. And yeah, I just was like, curious no. what, your, what your takes were. Yeah, I have pet peeves too. But like, I mean, that's not one of them. Like, yours, I, is probably I, like your, yours is probably like the toilet paper. It's got to go under. Shit, no. I can't <laughs> even think about my pet peeves right now. Actually, wait. Wait a second. She's got it written down her notes on her phone. I have a lot of lists on this app, notes, and I feel like I didn't delete this one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Okay, are you ready? It's like a list. Hold on, let it. She's got a, for bad radio, there's probably 50 things. On no, no, no. I swear it's like 10, 15. Okay, ready? Yeah, let's go. Wait, these are just, in your notes, you have pet peeves. Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? Um, Ubers that drive with like every window down. Like it's just all four windows are already down. Personally, I wish it was every Uber. (laughs) I don't have hair. I don't have hair. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you're in it, it's just too much going on. Um, strangers who ask me to smile. I don't like that. <laughs> Staring of any kind. Um, well, that's just creepy. Airplane seatbelts. I feel like if we're going down. I agree 1000%. Seatbelts, whatever. Or just, they're just so like anal about it. Like, I just feel like you I can. put it on and not like pull it. So it's like really loose. Yeah. And some aren't even wearing them. Like, I, I just feel like they're so irrelevant. Whatever. Um, sweatshirts that like fit really tight. I feel like those like are on all the waist or overall, like just tight, like on your arms, like tight, like, like you have to force your head through the hole. Like I feel like sweatshirts should be like extra large, chill, smooth. I hate like medium sweatshirts. I can't do I it. I have a, I have a hoodie company that I will send you on Instagram or I'll just send it to you. It's a Chicago brand. You'll like it. I love hoodies. and I, I know you do. That's your go-to sweats and hoodie. I know. Yes. Yes. I do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, walking into an empty store in the mall and like all the employees have nothing to do. But so like they just stare at you and follow you around. Like I can't stand that. I don't go in stores in malls that like have no one in them. First of all, I don't go to malls. Why? There's never anything that I like. Oh, okay. That's probably true. It's for the masses. I'm addicted to Depop. That's why. I love Depop. That's a fire thing. Um, runny eggs. Yes. Like, up, can't do it. Yes. People who stand and like 
a moving hallway or like doorways, like where people need to, people are just standing and blocking people. Like, You're just reminding me of all my pet peeves right now. Can't do it. You need to write them down. It's really important. No, I don't need to write them down because I know when they happen. I'm like, God damn. Oh, I hate when, <laughs> um, I hate when it's a movie and like the actors are playing a movie inside of a movie. Like it's already a movie. And then the people that are acting oh. are playing in a movie. I like uh, like uh, Austin Powers. The yeah. Like when and, then, and then Tom Cruise is Austin Powers. Yeah. Like it's like Inception <laughs> acting. Like, oh, I can't. So how is, as an actor, you have to act as the person and then <laughs> act again. You're <laughs> acting as an actor. It's insane. It's insane. I can't keep up. Or like when in the show, they're like, acting as like another character as like they're in like they're auditioning for another play yeah like that's a play. wild yeah and then a they play. have to do a terrible job like how how do you do that they have to they have to act and then act again as a bad it's they have to much. put themselves in a mindset of i'm not an actor right now do you want to drive people actually insane i think that's just asking to like literally just <laughs> make your brain explode like too much and the last one is the insides of tomatoes. It's just a lot going on. Uh, my biggest pet peeve as a Chicagoan that has to walk everywhere, say there's two people, maybe three, whatever, group of people. If you're walking towards me and I'm going away from you and you don't get out of the way and I have to walk in the grass, the dirt, I'm like this close to shoulder checking every single person. You could be a 90 year old. I will shoulder check you because get out of the way. You guys are walking. I yeah. should not have to walk in the grass. Yeah, don't do it. Cause they'll move, I think. No, they don't, they don't move. They might, they you literally have to risk just meeting them. Like, and you might, yeah, exactly. You'll just stop and then just go really close around to them. But you just don't like anticipate and go around. Just walk right up to them. I'm so self-conscious of my pet peeves. So like when it's happening in reverse, like it's going to be me, I get behind or in front of the person I'm with. I don't see how Right, yeah. You act differently because of you know what you don't like, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I put these weird thoughts in my head, like there's plants right inside Jewel, like as soon as you walk in the door and I like looking at them. And then I just feel like I'm in the way and I hate when people are in the way. So I'm like, okay, I can't really look at these that long because it's right by the entrance. And maybe if someone's behind me, they're going to be, they're going to be thinking like this guy's in the way and he's not going to get out of the way. So I'm like, uh, okay, they're 10 bucks. I'll come back after this dinner. Is problem. <laughs> this is <laughs> an issue. Oh my God. It's okay. I went back and got the plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. I'm sorry. I have to go through that. That sucks. It's a lot. It's a lot of thoughts. I am a lot. Oh, the... I'll just send it to you. It's West Division, but I'll send it to you. It's like there are brown hoodies and it's like gold. It's really cool. I, I like really brown stuff. Yeah. Brown and like, gold hits. Mm, it's like brown and yellow. It's a gold. The hoodie's a gold, the one I'm talking about. Okay. Hopefully it's like gold and not yellow because you can't do brown and yellow. No, because that would look like one and two. Right. Can't do it. <laughs> well, this has been great we're gonna end this on one and two <laughs> yeah.
well, very, a very dehydrated one. <laughs> that was funny. Let me compose myself. Simone, thank you so much for stopping by and doing this. This was a blast. No problem. I'm glad to know I'm cap or capable, compatible with everybody except that bull one. Was it Taurus? 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 Taurus, you're fine. It's just Cancers and Virgos. You're really not. Virgos is what? April? Oh, God. No. Virgos okay. is uh, late August and early September. Oh, it's their season. So it's coming up very soon. Just look out for like birthday posts and you'll be able to tell, okay, they're Virgos. Next. How? How? Like birthday, like whenever it's the season, just look at like posting on Instagram, like whose birthday is it? And then you'll see who's a Virgo. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like they go out of their way to make it like super special. No, 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 no. They'll just, you just can like keep track. Like, of no, that's a, that's a, that's an Aquarius. <laughs> when it's February, you'll be like, okay, yeah. Oh, I trust me. I know, I know which ones Aquariuses are because. Which one? Aquarius is February. And? Jan. There you go. <laughs> Good job. It's after corn season. What are you talking about? Corn? Never. Like Never. the... Never. Oh my Never. God. Stop. Don't, don't abbreviate it like that. Corn no one season. does that. No Sash one does season. that. Actually, before we go, I got pot belly 90% off because I was a Sagittarius. Did you really? I swear to God. So I walked into the pot belly on Southport and the manager was one of those um, very outgoing women. She's like... How you doing? I was like, good. How are you? She goes, oh, look at him looking so fine coming in here. Look at him. And I'm like, she knows. <laughs> and so I order my food. And then she's still talking to me about stuff. And she goes, oh, we love it when a fine man coming in here. I'm like, I'm like, I bet you do. <laughs> and then she kept saying some stuff. And um, I was like, they need to give you a raise. And they're like, I don't think they can. My birth, my birthday's coming up though. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, when? And she's like, I'm like, my birthday's coming up too. She's like, oh, mine's uh, December 4th. And I'm like, mine's the 10th. She goes, oh, I knew you were sad you walked in. <laughs> she's like, you had that energy. I felt it when you came in. Exactly. I, was like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, she's like, give him my discount. <laughs> so I got her meal for the day and her discount. Oh my God. I paid three bucks for like a $16 meal. A sad would do that. Y'all have the biggest culture for sure. Like when you see each other, it's on site. Like this is going to be a... This is good. This is going to be I a good time. You should have smooched the crap out of her over the counter. You should have. Your sign is valuable. You need to use it. Valuable. Get as much as you can out of it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm probably going to become this weird astrology guy now. Yeah. When guys know a lot about it, it is strange. Just See, don't I was going to say that. I was going to say that earlier. I was going to be like, isn't it weird when a guy knows about it, though? Yeah. But this, this is fine. Don't just, don't get into like knowing a lot about like Uranus, Neptune. Oh, I don't really care about that. Yeah. Then that's like, okay, well, why do you know that? But this, this is fine. It'll if fine. I know that, I feel like my life is very boring. Not me boring. Do, but me doing it, me doing it, not you, me doing it. Yeah. It's just going in a different direction than like everyone else in your species, which like is different. Species. So. So. Or gender. Gender. I should have a class. Why am I not? This should be, this should cost money, honestly. <laughs> well, well, next time you come on, we'll just do a whole spot, uh, spology. 
astrology podcast. Astrology okay, pod- so is there anyone that you hate now, Colby? I mean, like, yeah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Sandra said. No, it's not. We love everybody. You we, do and you don't. You hate we and love people out of their shells. No, we have a strong love for people and then a strong hate for people. It's literally both. It's both. Either way, we mean no harm. You mean no harm at all. The sad <laughs> not. They'll be your best friend, and that's it. I feel like I got hyped after this whole podcast, so I'm probably gonna have the best workout of my life after this. Yeah, I hope you do for sure. I worked out before, so I'm chilling. I can't get up that early. It's one forty-three. <laughs> it's twelve forty-three. Oh, I mean, yeah, but that's what ten o'clock, eleven. I got up at nine. Mm-hmm. I had to make my breakfast burrito. Mm. Frozen? No. Why does everyone assume just because I'm a guy I can't cook? You know what? You're right. Thanks. Did you make it from scratch? Did you have? Yes, to okay. I did. I made the eggs, the bacon, the black beans, the tortilla. The tortilla. Actually, I pulled it out of a bag, but um, yeah, I digress. And then I put the Chick Fil A and sriracha in there. Nice, nice. That's little deep. everything pretzels because hey, who needs a vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is we're gonna, <laughs> I'm done with this idiot. <laughs> Losing patience. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this guy is. Hey, I got another workout to go to, Colby. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, Simone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Thank you again. No problem. Bye. Yeah. Okay, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swagger on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on Jack Kings, betting money on the Queens, know the L18 knew where the spars play. And I'm on the Chill King, putting on for the scene, this cup with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's cup with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's cup with the women's sports podcast. It's cup with the women's sports podcast. It's cup with the women's sports. Hold up, you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up. Go ahead and shake up, gotta wake up. Go get your cake up, you gotta wake up, gotta wake up. Go get your cake up, you gotta shake up, gotta wake up. Go get your cake up, you gotta shake up. Go to class with it, go to class with it. Broadcasting it, broadcasting it. You know it's cub with the women's podcasting it. You know it's cub with the women's sports podcast. Swish. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.